Okay, so it looks like we're Club Chat is our chat. Um, so a couple of things we wanted to talk about today. We'll run through the safe release, which is currently um, already underway onto sure. testnet. Um, I don't What's think there called? was any safe. Safe. S okay. S <laughs> safe. S-A-I-P-H. Uh, Mark did say that the uh, funds are safe, which was safe. Uh, very well received. Um, I don't think there's going to be an update from V3 today. I think that's going to be done separately in a specific session that's yet to be organized. Um, a fifth mark, is that the case? going to bring up doing a v3 set presentation on thursday if if people can uh make time for it um but today we've we've had like a few people pull back from from v3 onto v2x so it's it's we're almost done you know with all the firefighting but yeah but i think we are we have made some good progress on the mvp stuff uh noah and db and they are, are still doing some work on it and yeah, we have some some stuff to share, but not today. It's a presentation on Thursday. People can do it. What time? Hmm. I said what time on Thursday? Oh, like the usual sit presentation time, maybe like this time or an hour later. Can I schedule it? Um, we whatever time, yeah, works for people, right? Um. Would people prefer this time or one hour later? I I would prefer this time. I don't have. But this time, make an this, hour later. this time for me would be great, and for Daniel as well, given that uh, it's already a bit late in our um, yeah time zone. Time, then. Yeah, please. Cool. All right, I'll, I'll set it up for Thursday. So it will be SIP presentations for um, which SIPs exactly? Uh, it's just going to be, we're going to do one for this week to kind of kickstart the public discussions and stuff. Uh, it's going to okay. be just SIP 300, which is going to okay. kind of be a high level overview of, of the four SIPs that will come after it. Great. Thanks, Afi. Um, we've kicked off. I've uh, I've put a um, I put a screenshot in the uh, in the GovCore chat of the dev sheet. Um, going forward to manage the three time zones that we have dev teams in and product teams, we are going to be experimenting using a different tool apart from the dev sheet. We're going to be using something more fully that we've been experimenting with um, that we've been using for a while. It's called Zen Hub, integrates directly into GitHub. So I'm going to, um, I'll add another view um, to the GovCall chat so you can see the, the comparison. Um, and I think from you know two weeks time, we're going to start using one tool instead of multiple that require us to keep 
um, multiple uh, disconnected tools updated. So I will connect it with the, the council directly and um, show how we're going to use this. But for now, I'm going to chuck both in there. Um, we can still use the, the GovCall sheet today, um, but we're going to experiment with using a tool that's a little bit more streamlined and integrated with everyone's work, given we're a much bigger and more active team now. So without any, um, without any further discussion, we're keen to talk about SAFE. Mark, if you're ready to talk to that. Um, any particular yep, updates you'd sure. like to share? So yeah, the release is scheduled for this week. We're going to do Kovan testnet on Wednesday afternoon uh, EST, and then we'll follow up with mainnet on Thursday EST. Um, and those are those three SIPs, uh, 235, 238, and 240. And that's like pretty much wraps up the final fixes um, and tech debt and things. So we're getting over the finish line this week. And then the other one to follow would be uh, deprecating SDFI, which we are optimistically saying we could do it Friday morning. But, you know, worst case scenario, we do it the following week, like Monday, Tuesday. Whenever Mark, like says the, whenever Mark says these are the final fixes, you know, like I say, no way. No way we're done. That's early. it. Run, run running is solved and there's no more fixes. Yeah. 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 I hope so. Yeah. Trying to be optimistic, Caleb, all right? Yeah, always. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, once we get through these final fixes, we'll continue on with the remaining uh, scope, which is like 203, 237, and so on. And I think the only update from those is the SIP 230, the DB. You know, after, you know, now that we've gotten through most of this tech debt, uh, DB's continued uh, progress on 230. And we're, um, what's also not listed here, uh, secret, uh, the Treasury Council, and we've set up some alerting and uh, monitoring. So I think once we confirm the withdrawal on Thursday, we're going to enable the SUSD bridge. And, and uh, yeah, so that's also a big, big. I think you were kind of dropping out there, Mark. Um, yeah, I'm driving. Sorry. <laughs> I think what you were saying is that we've, uh, you know, work is resumed on 2:30. Um, we've built, we've got some infrastructure set up, we've got some alerting, and we're doing some test transactions. Was that a good summary? That's right. You got it. Yes, sir. And I do share um, Mark's uh, Mark's optimism in that a lot of the discussion that we are having internally is very clearly segmented into completing the remaining work that we understand are mainly fixes. 
um, in preparation for the debt migration with a lot of intellectual segregation, ideally between V3 and V2X, um, with futures being separated out as a as a separate work stream. So I know this has been said before and definitely before my time, but that is how the conversation is being being had internally. Were there any any questions on work currently in progress or the remain the remaining scope that's currently defined for V2X? Nope. Another topic of uh, recurrence was um, inflation. Was that anything that wanted to be discussed? The SIP 245 was rejected and so I moved it off the sheet. Was it rejected or wait, is that 244 no, the one? <laughs> I, did, I did not reject uh, inflation. I rejected the yeah. one that's uh, like after discussion with the, it's not rejected, basically withdrawn mm. by the author, by the author. But yeah, there's no two, like, two forty five. Uh, yeah, 245. Yeah, but, but there's the no, two... mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. 244 is the one for inflation, which is subject to some changes. Been talking with JVK today about it, but I'm, I'm not really sure how council feels about, you know, pushing this forward. We did ask in, in the, the private chat, in, in the public as well. I, I feel not many council members have given feedback on whether they want to touch inflation right now. So maybe this is a good chance, you know, to hear at least for from the present members, if this is something, you know, that they would be supportive of, of pushing forward and, and getting a solution that works for all of us, or do they just want to leave the inflation as is without any changes? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like in, indifferent, but also I see both sides of the aisle where like inflation seems very high right now and it's obviously not sustainable in the long term. And, uh, you know, I kind of defer to smart people like Afif and Kane and, you know, Caleb on these things. But it uh, seems to me like we don't want to, we want to just not mess around anymore with V2X and just keep things stable. And, you know, uh, but I'm, then again, like, I'm totally fine if there's a, you know, valid reasoning or, you know, some some data that we can see or something of that sort to like justify the reason of why we should change inflation at all. So I'm kind of open to it, but also weary of changes. So, so, so maybe basically that... the, go ahead. No, yeah, that, that's just one part that probably I don't have enough understanding on. So if, if we are to make some changes to inflation, the, is that really a big amount of work? I, I guess that's what I'm inferring from what you just said. It's uh, not, no, it's not a lot of work. Okay. If, if it entails, like, yeah, not, not engineering work, but if it entails like a, having a, some sort of uh, function by which we set inflation, 
then it would require a bit more work. And based on experience, this wasn't easy because you have to get like a lot of signers and so you, you have mean to, like, get the right number gradually, gradually, week over week, at a certain percentage or things like that. I mean, if yeah, you if you look into the if you look into the SIP, it it actually has this intent of minimizing the Correct. engineering and multi sig overhead. Um, granted, there is some coding, but I even put the formula in the SIP. So, like, I mean, really, you know, audits and aside and everything, like the coding itself should be really minimalistic here. Um, and after that, there wouldn't be any overhead per se more than there currently is. Maybe with minting it, sending it to L2, and you no, know, whatever. So I don't think that's the the main argument for it, at least. Yeah, of course not. If, if uh, the council is in favor of changing inflation, the PDAO will implement the changes. There is no question about that. Uh, what I'm saying is that someone asked if it entails more work. Well, yeah, it does, but not a lot more work, but it doesn't take more work. That was what it was. It's definitely less work than 202, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah, I, I think I would vote in favor for uh, uh, making some changes and reducing the inflation. Uh, in complete honesty, Daniel, I, I need to look into the SIP a little bit more into detail. I just overlooked at it. Uh, but if we are not talking of, you know, this is going to be a major change or there's going to be a huge risk of messing, messing things up, that may be another thing that we may need to look in, that we're not messing any economic variables and, you know, we end up in a situation like that. But if it's not a high risk, high impact type of activity, I, I think we should be thinking about doing something uh, sooner rather than later because, uh, yeah, they're they're quite high at the moment. I, I agree, but, but probably more than what we should be giving out. And that's going to affect us negatively in the short term, probably medium term, maybe. So, so what's the reason for having high inflation right now? Well, that's how we got to it, right? With 202, <laughs> if we had not stopped it, we would have been like at 4 million right now. Yeah. I think the reason was to attract people to stake, you know, get some uh, publicity. True, true. That was the initial, uh, initial intention behind it. But given that already like kind of... Uh, agreed on that staking is not gonna increase significantly even with triple digit inflation i do see the um idea of reducing inflation in order to not suffer uh, from uh, significant price decreases in the long run it will take like some time for that inflation to trickle into balances maybe into like real uh, free SNX that's available in wallets. But when it happens, it, it will definitely affect. I agree. All right, so um, like whatever happened with 202, like I'm, I'm really even surprised we, we you know, went on with, with it for so long. We got to a point where we interrupted it and right now we are at like 50%, maybe it's like 45 now, it's been a bit of, uh, of yearly, you know, so yearly we are inflating 45%. 
And what the C proposes is to dial it down to like 20% APR uh, readjusting weekly, which kind of ends up being 22.09 percentage uh, yearly. And at currently, what, 60 to 70%, you know, people staking, that would still be significant APR. So we are still talking about like 50% APR or, or more APY. Um, so I do feel that's like attractive enough. And it's also punitive enough to kind of, you know, not have people sit on SNX idle in their wallets, especially, and probably we need, you know, to, to make that very clear that debt is now easy to manage. So there's not many, you know, much reason to, to not be staking and earning that, you know, still very high, in my opinion, APR. And it it also intends to kind of make this process simpler. So we did have a long-term solution, you know, courtesy to Delta Tiger, where where we would reduce, you know, decrementally inflation. But obviously that didn't work so well because probably our SUSD fees are not at the level where we wanted them to be by the time the inflation got very, very low. So I'm trying to come up with a solution that kind of can go on into perpetuity. And I'm getting the most pushback from Kane, who is being driven by, you know, 2018, 2019, when, when inflation was like, you know, 2x of circulating supply, supply and, and looking at the SNX chart in that period, he probably, he believes, you know, he can, we can do it again the same i don't think you can cross the same river twice so i don't think the same plan would work now that worked like three years ago but that's where we are so due to that pushback i feel a lot of you know just insecurity even from the rest of the council if we want to yeah to move this forward so that's where we are so i just hope you know i elaborated a bit on on where we are to everyone here yeah, now now i remember the the discussion on the chat indeed yeah kane was not uh, having it um yeah i i think his reasons were obviously that he didn't want to touch anything that he wanted to make sure that you know we we keep uh, you know everything stable until v3 is out um that that that's why i say that maybe we just need to analyze a little bit more what the impact and the risk to to this is um no again if if it's if it's really low and i'm hearing that uh, you know from an effort perspective it's not huge uh, but more from a you know financial risk perspective or the fact that we may make some issues and break uh, you know weekly rewards or something like that if if we see that that's going to be medium or high risk then i would say let's not touch it but if it's really low risk uh, we you know we, we we should take we should take that in order to uh, you know, prepare ourselves for what is going to come, which is, you know, it's going to affect the price. Well, there, there is a, yeah, there, there is a risk. Uh, I mean, we've seen even community pushback. Um, some people just want to, you know, flex three digits APR. They're driven by that, even though, you know, long-term it doesn't really help in my opinion, but it's still, you know, attracting people. And we might see like 202 wasn't effective in terms of getting the staking percentage up but maybe it stopped it from going further down. So maybe that's, you know, some a claim that can be made. Like it definitely stopped going down and it did improve a little bit. So there is a risk that it has, this has backlash. And we've seen that from some community members, but we have also seen other community members and probably, you know, the majority from what I have been reading at least that believe that inflation definitely needs to be reduced. So yeah, that that's it. I, and I guess you know, council is really the body here who, that needs to be 
with you know finally deciding things is there a reason behind the 20 percent that you're targeting specifically it was just um, a yeah, number i'd be in favor of yeah. reducing it but um 20 if it's currently like 45 could be yeah. sound drastic what if we just walk it down at the same rate we walked it up from 202 and just see if it's not affecting the staking ratio and not affecting stability then we just keep walking it down like one percent or two percent a week or whatever it was well yeah while right. I'm fine with that, percent, yeah, sure. i don't know um yeah i think in the absence of like a pretty solid timeline for v3 the argument of not changing anything until that is more finalized is not a great one but 20 yeah, percent does seem pretty low uh, that, that's the perfect argument like that's where where i'm coming from like we keep saying no let's just wait for v3 let's stop pushing things into scope but we have been saying that for maybe a year even and there's no I'm pretty sure that's going to be a while until V3 gets, you know, fully released and everything is ready. So I, I do think we need to, to keep nurturing V2X. As to why the number was 20%, honestly, that's something a fifth you kind of also proposed. So I'm also curious, you know, to hear more of your thoughts here. Um, and as per, you know, declining it iteratively, I really think we should move away from weekly PDAO transactions. I think that has failed miserably. And I'm sorry, you know, to be saying that, but it was missed more than it was really being done, you know, weekly. So the idea is to really have a long-term solution that's kind of set and forget as much as possible. Yeah, but this would basically just be like, I mean, we could even reduce it every two weeks by twice as much. It's just like a gradual, I mean, however long it took us to get back, to get to where we are from where we were before, we just walk it back down to there. I mean, I think a longer term monetary policy change of like, that's a more serious conversation but i think as a first step we should just say like do we want to undo 202 and how do we want to undo 202 and if we want to undo it gradually i i i don't think i think it makes more sense to undo it gradually probably if like kane's point also in addition to just like he thinks the high inflation is good uh, he also like is concerned that if we just if we abruptly reduce the inflation then it could be bad for network stability. And so like, I think an answer to that would be to, to gradually uh, reduce it and see what the impact on network stability is. I suspect given that it didn't really change much as we increased inflation, probably reducing it won't change much. But like, that's, like if we, if we decreased it by 2% for a few weeks and we start to see staking you know, ratio fall, like then that might be a, an argument to leave it where it is because we definitely don't want to damage the staking participation right now. Hope I wasn't muted that whole time. No, no, no. <laughs> no agree, agreed on that. Yeah, I, I didn't hear anything. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that approach too. I think it makes sense. And, and again, that's why we meet every week or hopefully meet every week so we can review these type of things. And if we see that something is being, you know, badly affected, hopefully we can stop it. Okay. 
So like, Daniel, does does that is that more or less what you proposed in your SIP? Like, I'm sorry, I, I well, not not one. really. I mean, there are two things. First of all, I want to be realistic. I I don't think we should be going for weekly adjustments again, without like, I, I like first of all, there was no not much ac accountability into why they, those were missed, and especially when you miss them like for so many times, I don't see how that would be better now when you still need to adjust it weekly. Um, so I don't trust that process. And secondly, like even PR wise, I'm not sure how we are selling that. So I feel better about selling a brand new, like long-term inflation plan that's kind of set and forget than to again, readjusting weekly, monitoring a bit clumsy the, the staking ratio. So that's where at least, you know, I stand. Well, you could like kind of uh, change the process as to uh, change it every couple of weeks instead of every week. You can also uh, start slashing people that aren't signing. <laughs> well, I mean, who? I feel like it's a bad argument that it's because PDAO is doing a bad job that like we can't roll things out in a safe and proper way. Yeah, so well, maybe you saying, like it shouldn't be an excuse that the process of yeah, the, yeah, like that, the, that's we don't like trust that. it and that's why we don't do it. You know, that's kind of. Yeah. Tell them to get their but if we can automate it. Changes. If we can automate it as much as possible. That 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 will be great and avoid the human error. Yeah, perfect. So if that's what you're proposing, Daniel, I'm 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 okay with that as well. I mean, I I, I think that's a good argument. Like, let's not be holding back. You know, if PDAO is not executing this, maybe there are further steps we can take. Uh, but what's our target then? So we start like reducing by, I don't know, like a, a fixed amount or by a percentage of inflation every week, where do we stop? I mean, I feel like the middle ground is to say, like, let's just go at the same pace that we increased it and target going back to where we were before we started increasing it and then go from there. Just to worry that the PR, the, the comms of reducing weekly are, are worse than you know, get it done with, and, and especially if you end up at the same kind of level, which I anticipate 20% kind of still is, you know, very attractive, um, but it's less punitive, you know, for, for the nominal value of, of single SNX. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking for some middle ground, maybe something that everybody can agree on, but I'm open to, I'm definitely open to reducing it. Um, I, I also don't really see that it's had a huge impact. Um, and I, I think like, you know, down the line, it will be, I mean, if we keep going at this rate, right in a year, like a third of the supply will be starting to unlock. So we probably don't like, if it hasn't achieved what we, what it was supposed to achieve, then like, I, 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 I would support on doing it as, as quickly as we can do it safely. So what, what I would do, and I hope, you know, 
no one minds this, but I would see with JVK uh, about losing at least the... So the, the, the SIP has two parts effectively. The part about inflation I would keep more or less as is, at least, you know, have it voted on. But the second part about uh, changing the L1 versus L2 ratio, I would leave that out of the scope. Um, but I did kind of also want to consider if we could move a certain portion of inflation towards SNX liquidity. And if, you know, how, how does the rest of the council feel about that? Like, I don't know, like 2% of, of, well, not current, but if we reduce it to like a million, 2% would be like what? 20k SNX per week for SNX, SNX liquidity in you a staking, staking reward. Okay. Yeah. yeah, SNX LP liquidity. Like, I think we're rolling out, especially with the op token rewards, we're mm -hmm. rolling out the contract. So maybe we could allocate a, a portion of inflation towards SNX uh, liquidity. But if that's too much for this SIP, I can leave it, you know, out of so just not complicated. I... Yeah, I think I think we should take them separately, just because they're they're quite separate. Uh, yes, we're touching inflation in in both, but uh, I think they're quite separate objectives, and therefore they should be voted separately. And uh, at least to me, it makes more sense mentally. All right. Because and, and just I don't want to complicate things more, but it's just from a you know, hey, we need to roll back something or we need to, you know, the something failed. It's not like the whole SIP failed and you know the other things, then we can always say like, hey, we need to roll back just you know SIP 325, which is specifically about uh, you know the SNX rewards. And then just mentally, you know, it, it seems more organized to me. Uh, totally fine with that. Probably should target, um, yeah, a more co cohesive approach with the SIP and see how it does in voting at least. And if it doesn't do well in voting, and if you want to go ahead with the 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 SIP that you know takes an, a different approach, I think you should just you know feel free to do that. You mean a different SIP? Yeah, different SIP. Like, um, I I would like to put this one to vote um, with you know as is in terms of of yearly inflation and set and forget, but maybe also have the the other one voted where, where you are proposing a, a weekly, you know, decrementing inflation as well. Yeah, I can set it up today. Yeah. Uh, today should I set it up the the inflation SIP? You or can do that, but I, I'd like, may, I want I to suggest, lose the, the part of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, may I suggest that if we put this in snapshot or well, in the governance uh, page, that instead of doing like we did with the OP rewards, where we do two different votes, and whoever gets the majority goes, that we actually make one vote, and then you have to choose between the two or three SIPs. Or neither, huh? Or neither, yeah. <laughs> 
just because I feel that, uh, you know, specifically with the OP one, it's like, oh, we got three votes here and four, vote, four votes there. It's like, well, maybe both pass and then we have a problem. Instead, if we put both of them or three of them all together in one vote saying you vote for this or this one or nothing, uh, you know, it, 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 I think it will be more yeah, clear sure. to everybody that is voting. Uh, and please, if, if you guys think that doesn't make sense. Don't no worries, I can, I can set the options like, do you want to, are you in favor of SIP A or SIP B or neither of the two SIPs? And that that's possible. But the problem with that is that if you have like some folks that are in A, some some that are in B, so it doesn't pass, you know, because you don't need five votes at least on one option. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it's not majority. It's not who. No, no, it's uh, so you could have like the council wanting to change the inflation, but they can't agree on the right. Uh, <laughs> Oh, that, that, that definitely makes sense. That messes it up a bit. Um, so can we not I mean, say that for this one majority uh, wins? Discord vote Go ahead. or something? Just a Discord? Yeah, we can do it. Yeah, like we can sentiment do it. Sentiment rather than, vote. I think you could Emoji vote. vote. Emoji vote for which one goes up Yay. per vote. Let's go back Maybe to emoji vote. A little more. Yeah, but so like there's two two sips in contention here for inflation, and I think um, like maybe we could put up one for vote, wait a bit, see if it passes. If it doesn't, we set up the second one, and if they both pass, then we can do a a, a sip <laughs> uh, on A or B or whatever or. Can, can we could actually just do a vote like Hayset says, we can do a vote on Discord or just a you know non-official vote on snapshot for A or B. And then we do the official whatever gets chosen, we do the official you know SIP voting for that. So so the the, the inten intention here is that it's easy to set up a vote, it's not hard, but you just want uh, signal signaling from the current council. Correct. Yes, I think that's what we're trying to achieve. Well, you can you can ask them, you know, like how would you vote now? Yeah, that's true. And you would we're... tell you like I would vote I would vote for this or I would not vote for this. And it it seems Daniel is for uh, his sip where you just like lower inflation. Um, and the rest of like they say what their opinion on what. And like Ashif is like in favor obviously of the gradual decrease. Kane is in favor of neither A or B, like not lowering inflation. That's for sure. Uh, so now you have like three guys out of the way. Uh, you, you need five to pass a vote. So we need you, Sintaman, and uh, Keset to kind of decide. That's like three guys. We need one more, which is Mark. Yeah, that's it. If you can, and that's that's if Kane doesn't dilute someone, so that uh, doesn't pass. Okay, well, let's see uh, if if you can set up the other SIP so we can see the details. I promise to review Daniel's SIP as well in more detail, and and we can make a decision on that hopefully pretty fast this week. 
Okay, so we can expect a um, emoji vote from Caleb in Discord any moment now. Sure. Uh, not not now. <laughs> Let's wait for Daniel to set up the vote. Then we'll uh, I'll, we'll set up the SIP. Sorry, Daniel will be setting it up. The alternative uh, SIP, or is it someone else? I propose to Fiv if he wants to do it. Um, I don't know ah, if okay. he will do it. Um, I'll definitely I'm making a, a change to this SIP to lose the L1 versus L2 ratio, and then you can okay. put it to vote. Uh, we we sure. did not have a C presentation officially about this, but we discussed it now. Um, so I don't know if that's enough. I think we'll have the same audience even if we formally said we are discussing the SIP 244. So in interest of time, I'd say we, we presented it here implicitly. No worries. Yeah, I think we've already touched more on this SIP than anything in the last two meetings. All right, I think that's that covers the inflation topic. Kav, do you want to, is there any other topic that you would want to discuss on the state of uh, the protocol? We do have an open item to bring um, to bring some more visibility on some of the other activities, like from Treasury or um, the CCC. Um, we don't have that for this week, but we probably will have that from um, from next week. A rotating roster of um, some updates for both the community and, and the council. Um, if we are going to talk about the three in a separate session. Um, Maybe that means we don't need to talk about V3 today in this session. Um, just uh, just one quick thing. Um, we're going to be launching uh, nominations for the council again on the 10th. Uh, comms will follow pretty shortly on that. Um, so if you want uh, you know, to bring any other councils, I guess we could wait until once nominations and voting and such are done. But you know, totally fine to to include the DAOs. I I just always tried to plan the ambassador calls to not be during uh, uh, any sort of voting or anything, just so you know, didn't just have people vote on us for the status quo. But just a just a point on my side. Matt, is there any change to the nomination process, or is it as usual? Yeah, there. There will be some some changes to the to the nomination process, so I will uh, I will leave that for the comms though. Wait for the announcement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there will. You guys will like it. It's gonna it's gonna be fun. I will tell you as much. Caleb, in that case, no, I think V three. I uh, can wait for the dedicated session that will be set up, I think, by you and yeah. the FIF. And the nomination yeah. update can come from that. Yep. Yeah, I've added it to the schedule for Thursday. It will be during the release, however. The safe, safe release. Is that bad luck? <laughs> Probably not. It's actually the opposite of it's... bad luck. 
Saif. You, you can't get any can't get any safer than that, you know? Okay. I'm going to mute myself and see my way out. Get out of here, Matt. So, the guy from our side, that's, that's all for today, I think. Okay. Just just one question, uh, um, maybe this is, you know, nothing to do with it, but regarding the nomination, has it ever been discussed, uh, the fact that core contributors should or should not be part of the council? And what are the pros and cons about that? It's uh, right. It's been a topic several times. Sorry if I cut you short, go ahead. No, 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 please, that, uh, that's it, you got it. <laughs> It's funny, am I the only OG here? <laughs> um, it's, it's been discussed several times. I, um, I think the, the outcome is basically like core contributors are community members, just like anyone else. Uh, they are totally free to nominate themselves. Um, I, I think that's it, like that's the answer. Uh, personally, I do think every core contributor needs to assess if he can, you know, deliver, sorry, if he can really put up time for the DAO he is nominating for. Um, and the reasoning I'm saying that is that, you know, we are always saying everyone's too busy, there's too much, you know, to do. So I just wonder when some, you know, CCs nominate, if, you know, how do you make make time for that? Which, again, is not to discourage anyone. I do think having, like, like we have now two or three members per DAO, depending on the number of the members, I think that's very welcome and it's probably useful. Yeah, I, I agree that it is useful for sure. I just sometimes may see, and I'm not sure if it happened in the past or not. Uh, uh, I'm not always been that active in the governance side of synthetics. Uh, if there has been like conflicts of interest, no, I can definitely see how uh, there may be some conflicts of interest in some decisions that are being taken, especially when you're talking about, uh, you know, roles of the co-contributors or roles of the PDAO. Uh, potentially also from an economical perspective and, you know, how much money is dedicated to salaries. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I just wanted to ask it. I don't know. Maybe one day I'll write a SIP, you know, to disallow, you know, CCs or that there's no more than, let's say, there's, you know, there's six or seven council members, then there shouldn't be more than half yeah. of them. Being... So the, the argument there always was, and I kind of agree with it, is that token holders can be trusted to kind of assess what's best for the protocol. Like you can trust them that they probably don't think more than three CCs should be in the Spartan Council. And that's what we have been seeing. Okay, yeah. Okay, cool. Thank, thanks for the, for the history on this, Daniel. Always. Also, it might be worth um, highlighting a um, uh, a distinction that it is the the core contributor committee, the CCCs, the CCC that decides on uh, who to is accountable to the CCs, but is also the body that makes decisions on hiring um, and salaries uh, and things like that. So the council, the Spartan Council, doesn't have a direct influence on uh, compensation. Um, but I understand the the concern. Yeah, I was just saying it as a example. No, I'm 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 not. That's why I'm not sure that I've ever seen really a conflict of interest in any of the decisions or votes that the council had to do. But 
uh, I could see how it could happen at some point. But anyway, it, 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 I just wanted to understand a little bit if this was discussed or not. And obviously, it's something that I look when I see uh, the voting, just like Daniel does. So uh, let's trust that our community is also looking at the fact that, uh, you know, we shouldn't have too many uh, CCs being part of the council, else it defeats a bit the purpose of having a council, I think. Yeah, I agree. If there wasn't anything else that wanted to be raised, um, Matt, putting you in the hot seat quickly, do you want to give us a quick update on atomic swaps? I saw that mentioned in the chat, and that's been uh, some great progress over the past couple of days. Of a one of the most important things that we've released recently. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I can do a little bit on the numbers, and I'll pass it over to Caleb to go a little bit into like you know what atomic swaps are. People that haven't really seen it, but just for like it, a yeah. quick, yeah, just like a quick high level overview. Um, one inch, obviously one of the biggest aggregators across DeFi, um, just integrated with synthetics atomic swaps. And through that, if you guys have seen the volume numbers, we're probably looking at about 40 to $60 million in volume a day, um, on, you know, on L1. So, you know, it, it has been really awesome. And we're, uh, there's a lot of conversations happening with other aggregators and other integrators to, you know, uh, integrate with atomic swaps as well so we should see that uh that volume number increase but i'll pass it over to caleb to do a just a bit of a chat on atomic swaps and the upgrade as a whole if you could just do like a quick like one or two line yeah definitely um atomic swaps have been a blessing lately uh, they they have been there for a while but it's only recent that we were able to uh, maybe take full advantage of them. In the first iteration, you could only do uh, transactions having uh, the start or the end as SUSD. And um, also the fee structure was not very helpful because you could um, not have the ability to uh, double the fees if you go from a volatile sense to a volatile sense. So a combination of things helped really improve the product, even the adding the Forex stuff uh, in increased the uh, usage. And mo the most the thing that had the most impact was one inch. One inch, um, they uh, integrated part of uh, the atomic swap functionality this week. They didn't uh, uh, yet integrated fully so if someone wanted to buy ETH with dollar coin they'll need to like go dollar coin susd or dollar t susd as we've been seeing then susd to ETH that could work but uh, in one shot transaction this hasn't been yet uh, integrated into their dap it will take a bit more work we're also talking to speaking to many other uh, 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 aggregators in the markets that are closely uh, uh, following this and uh, will be having more volume of uh, from atomic swaps uh, because of more integrations. So we're still like 
early in the start, I would say. And and uh, there's a lot more to go. So even with a like half implementation of the functionality that works maybe with two transactions and um, not fully atomically, we still uh, we still are having impressive volumes. Uh, do you want to mention like uh, the 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 thing with atomic swaps that's helping a bit more than usual right now is that you have like large trades that are doing dollar coin to ETH through synthetics. And because the curve pools, they're not, um, they're not really balanced, you know, like they, they like snap out of balance when you do that because they're not really deep, deep liquidity. You have arbitrage bots that go and do the opposite transaction, bringing the uh, synth back to the other pool and restoring equilibrium. So it's kind of it's kind of like doubling the volume. Each time someone does a big trade, another arb bot does the opposite trade. The positive effect of this, as Afif mentioned a few times, um, is that. Um, what we're having right now is we the skew has been largely fixed to the point where we're like 50% long ETH right now. 50% long ETH while we were like a few months ago, I don't know how many leverage multiples negative ETH and we were like asking for the die wrapper. So things have changed quite significantly. The The reason, the main reason behind this effectively is that after uh, the luna event uh, took place there was like kind of a run on the bank on synthetics there there was like an attack on synthetics in terms of folks selling their susd what happened is that that susd made its way to the eth wrapper unwound the scoop so what what whatever we had in um, eth locked up Backed, backing the stables, well, basically that all on want. And this is like really positive on the protocol. One is because we could like really unwind a lot of volume. So like $200 million worth of synth disappeared from the market. And accordingly, $200 million worth of ETH was unwrapped. So that's like one good thing about these wrappers is that they provide the protocol with flexibility in terms of absorbing shocks to sense demand. Um, so basically that, that explains a big part of why the peg uh, has remained stable throughout the last uh, few months and why the debt pool uh, switched to positive. It's because of a lot of the Forex related sins have been uh, swapped to SETH and taken out of the system through ETH. Now, will this continue? No, there's no, nothing left. There's like five, $10 million worth of Forex while there was like $200 million before. And so that's um, probably as good as, as it gets. Let me see, like I told, told Afif like a few hours ago, no way we're gonna have another unwrap on ETH and yet I was surprised to see like another 20, 30 million dollars 
20 million maybe on wrap. So, so yeah, it's kind of uh, now we're at a tipping point where I think there's not much to left to unwrap and the curve pools are kind of running low on synth. <laughs> no, so this is a funny comment. You know, Caleb, Caleb, you know, me and you have a, have a very different definition of the word one or two liner, but that was fantastic. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a, Takes a bit of time to, yeah, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Look, look yeah, it's, it's kind of like to make to to get uh, to arrive at a understanding of the overall uh, things that are hitting the protocol. You have to like dig through the data and like step back a bit and see uh, holistically what's happening. And effectively, this is what happened. Luna happened. Uh, Forex was unwanted. Sent to ETH. Uh, the curve pools became a bit imbalanced. Atomic exchanges activated, and then you have a lot of volume, right? That, that's that's it in a nutshell. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. We're um, we're gonna put out a, you know, I I currently have a a blog post about Atomic swaps out, and you know, I refer to it as like Synthetics's uh, use case on mainnet, you know, main and Ethereum. Um, and there's some details there on how it works, but, you know, as we now have this one inch integration, what we're going to do is, uh, we're going to add some of the volume details and, you know, some, a little bit more explainers from, from what Caleb said into that as well. So, you know, people can, uh, understand it a little bit more deeply. I'm looking forward to even like cow swap and, uh, hopefully matcha and, uh, zero X integrations, hopefully in the near future and one inch of course our one and only partner well i think that's probably a great spot to wrap the council session thank you everybody i There's like think i will be presentation you after. Sure. yes <laughs> we're not we're not ending the day yet no yeah, I think a bunch of people left last time. They they felt like <laughs> we we're saying goodbyes. So yeah, sorry, says, thank 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 you everybody and everyone like leaves. Um, so so we have I two sips for today. Everyone.